Good morning. As you know, we are unable to meet in church at this difficult time to limit the spread of the coronavirus. And so we bring you this service on the second Sunday of Easter by podcast. Reverend Joe Heaton and I, Reverend Liz Hull, are sharing this service, which we recorded in our own homes to comply with the social distancing regulations. Our thoughts and prayers are with you all, and particularly those whom we know to be in particular difficulty. Sadly, Canon John Sheen has now gone to be with the Lord, so our prayers particularly go out to Elizabeth Sheen, his widow, and their family, and a prayer. Loving God, we entrust our friend, Canon John Sheen, to your loving care. We pray for Elizabeth, their children and grandchildren. May they know your love, mercy and presence at this time. Amen. And so we turn to our welcome and greeting. The glory of the Lord has risen upon us. Let us rejoice and sing God's praise forever. Blessed are you, creator of all. To you be praise and glory forever. As your dawn renews the face of the earth, bringing light and life to all creation, may we rejoice in this day you have made. As we wake refreshed from sleep, Open our eyes to behold your presence and strengthen our hands to do your will that the world may rejoice and give you praise, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever.
baptism we died with Christ, so that as Christ was raised from the dead, we might walk in newness of life. Let us therefore receive new life in him as we confess our sins in penitence and in faith. Like Mary at the empty tomb, we fail to grasp the wonder of your presence. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Like the disciples behind locked doors, we are afraid to be seen as your followers. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Like Thomas in the upper room, we are slow to believe. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sins and restore us in his image to the praise and glory of his name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As we say Psalm 16 together, it reminds us of our inheritance in God, his goodness and mercy, which leads us to eternal life. Preserve me, O God, for in you have I taken refuge. I have said to the Lord, You are my Lord, all my good depends on you. All my delight is upon the godly that are in the land, upon those who are noble in heart. Though the idols are legion that many run after, their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, neither make mention of their names upon my lips. The Lord himself is my portion and my cup. In your hands alone is my fortune. My share has fallen in a fair land. Indeed, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel, and in the night watches he instructs my heart. I have set the Lord always before me. He is at my right hand. I shall not fall. Wherefore my heart is glad and my spirit rejoices. My flesh also shall rest secure. For you will not abandon my soul to death, nor suffer your faithful one to see the pit. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy, and in your right hand are pleasures for evermore. Glory, Glory to, to the, the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. And as we open up the Scriptures, a prayer. God of life, source of all faith you have raised us up in jesus and given us new life that endures we pray that day by day our faith might be refined that we who have not seen the christ may truly confess him as our lord and god and share in the blessings of those who believe grant this through jesus christ the resurrection and the life, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We're now going to listen to our first Bible reading, given by Daniel Heaton. Thank you, Daniel. 
A reading from the book of the Acts of the Apostles. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know, this man, handed over to you, according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I say to you confidently of our ancestor David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. going to listen to our gospel reading uh, read by Lucas. Thank you Lucas. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus according to John. Glory to you O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, 
and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them, and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands. Reach out your hand, and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas added him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have you ever had a day where close friends or family refer to it as that day? Maybe it was a big celebration, a festivity. Maybe something crazy had happened on that day. But whatever it was, it's gone down in history, amongst your family, amongst your friends, where you'd just be able to refer to it as that day. And everyone can remember the events, perhaps even conjure up the sounds, the sights, perhaps the smells as well. Well, in today's Gospel reading, we rejoin the disciples as they are gathered together it was the evening of that day, that day that changed all eternity, the evening of the first Easter day, when the, when the women and the disciples witnessed the resurrection. Jesus comes amongst his disciples and his first words to them are, peace be with you, words as relevant to the 21st church as they were to the first century church. For we meet behind closed doors in self-isolation. Some of us will be fearful. The early church, they too, met behind locked doors, for they were fearful as well. Peace be with you. Jesus' words to his disciples and also to us. And it's only when Jesus shows them his hands and his side do they rejoice 
because like Mary Magdalene in the garden, they had seen the Lord. It would appear that until that moment, they weren't rejoicing. They weren't full of joy and gladness. They hadn't believed the message proclaimed by Mary. Unlike Thomas, who was absent on this occasion, who forever is known as Doubting Thomas, the disciples need to see evidence that it is the Lord who stands amongst them. And it's only when that they are able to see his hands and his side do they move from a place of fear to a place of rejoicing. But for a moment, let us zoom out in order for us to gain a bigger picture. Throughout the pages of his gospel, John the author has been capturing the events surrounding Jesus. Each event has Jesus at the centre. Each event, John is capturing what it means when the word was with God and the word that was God becomes flesh and dwells amongst us. John isn't telling us a story about the last three years of a man from Galilee. He's telling us a much bigger story, a story with a cosmic background, a story that began not in 4 BC, but one that began before time began. The events that occurred in those three short years didn't just affect the lives of those Jesus encountered as he walked the length and breadth of Galilee, but rather they reached back to the dawn of time and stretched forward to the end of time. And just as John started his gospel with the words, in the beginning, a clear pointer to creation in the opening chapters of Genesis, so in the closing chapters of his gospel, the theme of new creation runs deep, runs deep in this passage. When God came looking for Adam in the garden, he and Eve heard the sound of him at the time of the evening breeze. Now, on the evening of the new creation's first day, a different wind sweeps through the room. The words for wind and breath and spirit are identical in Hebrew and also in Greek. And Jesus breathes on his disciples and he, by doing so, takes us back to the moment of creation itself. God breathed into human nostrils his own breath, the breath of life, and humankind became alive, alive with God's breath. And now in the new creation, the restoring life of God is breathed out through Jesus, making new people of the disciples, making people ready to live in God's kingdom and through them offering new life to the world. And the peace that Jesus gives them and us is a peace that enables them and us to perform an extraordinary task, enables us to proclaim in God's name and by his Spirit the message of forgiveness to all who believe.
It's captured so well in that hymn that goes, We have a gospel to proclaim, good news for all throughout the earth. The gospel of a Saviour's name, we sing his glory, we tell his worth. But let's return to Thomas. Thomas had to wait an entire week before he sees the Lord. How hard it must have been for him not to share in the joy of his fellow disciples. When Jesus appears to Thomas, it's in exactly the same way as he did to the others. Knowing what Thomas has demanded, Christ offers him the chance to place his finger in the wounds. However, it appears that seeing was enough for Thomas. It removed his doubt and reveals something remarkable in him. For Thomas goes much further than the other disciples and proclaim that Christ is divine. And Thomas's confession brings us full circle, reminding us of the gospel's opening words. The word was God. Reflects the kind of faith that John hoped his gospel would inspire. So let's thank God for Thomas with his inquiring mind and probing finger. Doubt is not improper. Doubt is normal. Uncertainty is natural. Searching questions are right. And in times when doubts assail us or our faith burns low, let us keep company with members of our church community. For nowhere else will we hear, the Lord is risen. Amen. Let us declare our faith in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, Christ died for our sins, sins in accordance with the Scriptures. He was buried. He was raised to life on the third day, in accordance with the Scriptures. Afterwards he appeared to his followers and to all the apostles. This we have received, and this we believe. Amen. Charles and Ruth Crossley are now going to lead us in our intercessions. Thank you. As we gather today with God's presence in the midst of us, let us pray. We bring to you, Lord, the church in all its richness and all its needs, all its diversity and all its division. Give us a fresh understanding of what it means to live in you. May all of us, both laity and clergy together, celebrate the reality of your presence among us, filling us with new life and new hope. Whilst we miss the opportunity to physically meet together in your name during these difficult times, help us to use our time to reflect on your ever-presence and not to take for granted the beauty of our surroundings. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring to you, Lord, our nation, our world, our universe, all the areas that are fastened shut to hold you out, all the bewildered confusion about who we are and why we are here, all the doubts and insecurity, 
and all the searching for inner peace. In these times of huge uncertainty, help us not to lose our faith, but rather strengthen it in the knowledge of your love for us. Whilst we are physically apart, help us to come together in new and imaginative ways, supporting each other and reaching out to those we might not normally contact. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring to you, Lord, our homes and families and all the joys and sorrows of our relationships. We bring the rooms in which we eat and work and relax and invite you into them all. As we spend more time together in one space, we pray that families become more united and help those around them. Whilst we worry about the terrible virus which surrounds us, the period of lockdown presents us with opportunities to cherish those around us and to appreciate a simpler and slower pace of life. May we use this time constructively and learn from it, even when the restrictions are eventually lifted. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring to you, Lord, those whom life has damaged and all who find it difficult to trust in you. We bring you those who need refreshment and hope, comfort, healing and inner serenity. We ask you to ease the worry so many people are currently facing, the anxiety caused by the coronavirus on their health, their work and their families. No community is immune and we pray particularly for those in our church family who have been affected in any way by the virus. We also think of those who are unwell with other illness in our community and pray that you may comfort and be with them in their time of need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And finally, Lord, we bring to you those who approach death with great fear and those who die unprepared to meet you. Have mercy on us all. Forgive us all that is past and gather us into your everlasting kingdom of peace and joy. We pray for those who have lost loved ones at this time and those having to cope with their grief in isolation. At a time of great sadness at the loss of a loved one, the current restrictions can only add to their sorrow. Place your loving arms around them and help us all to find ways to support them at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring to you, Lord, the love of our hearts, as we recall the extent of your love for us, which understands our frailty and reaches out to us where we are. Merciful Father, Accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Gathering our prayers and praises into one as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. 
Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. As we meet together in our homes, we're unable to take part in sharing of the bread and the wine, but we can take part in a spiritual communion together. So we say together, Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, for all the benefits you have given me, for all the pains and insults you have borne for me. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, I ask you to come spiritually into my heart. O merciful Redeemer, friend and brother, may I know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day. Amen. And Lord, in these days of mercy, make us quiet and prayerful. In these days of challenge, make us stronger in you. In these days of emptiness, take possession of us. In these days of waiting, open our hearts to the mystery of your cross. Amen.
God of our salvation. You have restored us to life. You have brought us back again into your love by the triumphant death and resurrection of Christ. Continue to heal us as we go to live and work in the power of your Spirit, to your praise and glory. Amen. Amen. He is not here. He is risen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. In the name of Christ. Amen. Alleluia, alleluia.